and for a moment, you look up at the Guildhall and Plaza. Nina, N, 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 N. Who the heck is Nina? Moving on. John Peters and friends, what brings you over to our house? Uh, hello, little child. I will present you with a balloon. So is this place haunted and what? So who made the soup then? Me, beloved wife, mother, and owner, uh, Roe. Big Hef, uh, watch over the soul of this woman and also uh, make sure to watch over all, all of the children and the occupants of this of these orphanage. Avo, can we search one of the doors? Nat one. Yeah, you, you guys could go ahead. Any door you want. The front door, the back door, the door to my room. But it's two years ago. That means she must have passed within the last two years, right? Oh, I got a nat 20. I got a nat 20. All right. Am I going to be accessory to necromancy? No. Uh, so inside of the bag, it's actually a mask. Are we about to heist? You sons of bitches. I'm in. Welcome to episode 12. Definitely, if you guys want to go over anything with me before the session starts that I can add in either quickly here, uh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, Ben, I, I have a suggestion. Sure. You give the party a million gold. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a really good idea. Okay, so let's go ahead and get this start off. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Good Job Adventures. Uh, and actually today, we're going to start, surprisingly, not with the party. We're actually going to begin with Mina. So we're going to cut over to uh, the orphanage inside of Ruel to uh, Rose Garden. And we see Mina now as she's sitting in her room uh, with her window wide open towards the garden in the back, going over her hall for the day. She's pilfered some pastries, a few pouches of coins, a coat, and of course the rune from Chicky. The smug look on her face, she begins to celebrate her winnings by digging into the sweets, donning the coat and throwing the money all around the room. Then, in the middle of her party, the other children sort of peer into the room. A frown immediately appears on her face, and she says to the other children, What are you doing here? And as they enter the room, they say in unison, We're sorry, Mina. She looks surprised, and then a confused look crosses her face. Captain said we were being mean, and we don't want to be mean. Mina smiles. Once again, Aul, you've got her back. She then invites the rest of the kids into the room to inspect her wares. They laugh and enjoy the sweets that are all laid out, and one of the boys asks, after a little short while, where Mina got all of it. In a rush of excitement for her newfound friend she has here, she tells them, I stole it! The rest of the kids stop laughing, and an awkward hush falls over the room. One of the boys perks up and says, Mina, stealing is bad. She looks at the other children now, and seems confused. Awul seemed like a good person, and he stole things. She responds back and says, Well, stealing isn't bad. That's just what people who are bad at it say. And then, from one of the younger girls that is in the room, she says, I knew she was just like her sister. With a burning heat flushing into her face, Mina chokes out, I hate you guys, and runs out of the room and outside of the orphanage. She runs down towards Main Street, trips. She begins sobbing and sits down by the curb on the road. Moments later, someone approaches her. He plops down on the curb, his grayish hair reflecting in the moonlight, and Mina glances over at the man, sitting there with her, and says, still fighting back some tears, 
What do you want? He looks at her now and responds in a calm, in a calm voice. I'm a friend of Nash's, and I thought I'd come cheer you up. He produces some flowers from his black and white pullover and hands them to Mina. Kids can be very mean sometimes. Mina accepts the flowers and sniffles. The man begins talking again. You know your sister, uh, used to complain to me about stealing the same way. Her and Abel. He smiles warmly at Mina as she perks up. You steal too? Another nice person who steals. <laughs> yeah, I dabble. But I heard you're a very good thief, Mina. And then she responds, I learned from the best. <laughs> well, if you'd like to help, would you like to help me steal something? I need a small pair of hands. Would I? And then the gentleman responds, it's a deal then. Let's go. And the two of them walk off towards the northeast of town. And now, the crowd begins to cheer from inside the underground fighting ring. As Wilhelm enters the pit, donning his mask and polearm, his opponent opposite him begins downing a red potion and grunts through his red tangu mask and twirls the polearm with his left hand. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get a good look at our fighters. Rawr! And from the floor, which is a smooth black surface, Wilhelm, you notice it begins to glow a whitish color. And that light creeps up to you and your opponent, and soon you're bathed in this light, and you begin to glow yellow. Your opponent glows a darkish red, almost a maroon-like color. And the uh, announcer yells, Looks like we have a yellow here tonight! And the crowd cheers again and then eventually subsides. So let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Three, two, one, fight! And now I would like you to roll initiative. I rolled a three. <laughs> you rolled a three. <laughs> okay, so as soon as you roll that three, uh, the, the guy who is at the other side of the ring is actually going to run in and attempt to hit you uh, with his pole stat that he was spinning inside of his left hand. So does a 19 hit? Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. So we're gonna go ahead and roll. So you're going to take uh, seven damage as he smacks you with his pole. So now it's actually going to go into your turn now. A uh, couple questions to clarify. One, I'm still in my armor, correct? Sure. Uh, yes, you are still in your armor. I assume by virtue of it being a pull arm, I, I do not have my shield, correct? Uh, no, you do not have your shield. It's, you've kind of strapped it to your back. Alright. Uh, hmm. Does his back have plus two AC? <laughs> Perhaps. Bill starts turtling. Uh, fuck. I guess I kind of want to just... Uh, I'm gonna try and like sweep this guy's legs out from under him. Okay, perfect. So go ahead and attempt to make your uh, sweep the leg. Uh, 23. Okay, 23. So you're able to successfully hit. So now uh, I'm going to roll. Um, let me see. What what dam what damage did you do? Uh, do I just roll by like warhammer damage or? Uh, you would roll a d8 uh, for a quarter staff. Uh, I assume plus strength. Uh, so. yep. Uh, 10 bludgeoning. Okay, so you deal 10 bludgeoning to this guy as he completely falls to the floor. Uh, and the crowd kind of goes wild right now. as They're throwing roses and some trash into the middle of the arena. Wouldn't be my money! I look at Elagos and go, the street sweep taught him that. I'm not here. So, <laughs> you go to turn and say say your snide remark to Elagos, and he realized the outline of Elagos has already left when he realized it was a fighting ring, and you just tell it to Ander instead. Uh, uh so... Question... Sure. What I have to roll to try and like, kind of like, play to the crowd. Play to the crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> roll a performance roll if you'd like to hype out the crowd. I rolled a six. 
All right, so you do a you do like a, a quick bow, and then as you do so, a, like a, a banana peel kind of just like hits your head, and like the crowd starts laughing at you, uh, but they're def they're definitely not laughing with you. So as that first round actually continues, uh, continues on now as you rolled initiative, we're actually gonna pass this over to um, to the people in the crowd. So while Wilhelm's duking it out down the pit, uh, the crowd above is drinking and enjoying the fights. Oh, Breathweaver Ander, you guys start to move through the crowd now, uh, catching glimpses of Wilhelm's fight, and you see the banana peel that has now struck him in the forehead. Uh, and you guys can look around the crowd to see if you notice anyone that y you may have seen here uh, previously. Now, I put I put 10 gold on Wilhelm, if I remember correctly. So I, I'm into this fight right now. So, so Breathweaver, you're completely, you're leaning over the edge. You're the one who threw the banana peel because he looks like he's not doing his best right now. Uh, so you guys, so now, uh, Ander and uh, will you guys can take a quick peek around. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of look around and see if I can recognize anybody from, from our other adventures in Ruel so far. Sure. I'll go ahead. Roll perception. That is a... Perception. 18. Fantastic. Okay, so you, you're kind of standing next to Aul as Aul's taking a look around, and you, you kind of nudge him on the side, and you're like, hey, take a look at this. And with your 18, you're able to see a liquor is actually on the opposite side of the arena. Uh, and you see uh, there's also Gildrick, uh, the dwarf that was with Wilhelm the other day, and you see actually the bartender Grub kind of very close to you guys shouting over with like a bunch of like coins a coin pouch in his hand it looks like he's he's doing some heavy gambling right now uh, if you guys would like to walk up or talk to any of them uh please feel free i think i'll pass Ooh. all right no no one no one seems interested right now I will you i will you also notice these people if you'd like to give them a um a look you can go ahead and do so if not uh you can just continue to watch that fight or pick up some fruit to throw at them and do you see anyone with some loose coin pouches on their person? I wasn't really looking for that, but I can take another look if you want me to. Basically, I want to just roll perception with Ander helping. Sure. Okay. Uh, so you can go ahead and roll perception at advantage to see if you're specifically looking for people with loose coin pouches. Yeah, like on their belt or something. Yep, exactly. Uh, the first was a 21. And the second is a 13. Okay, so the 21 is actually able to show you. You see uh, in Gildrick's crew that's kind of standing around there, you know the dwarves that headbutt each other? Uh, there are two of them are headbutting each other uh, quite viciously now, and they look like they're in sort of a daze. Easy pickings for you, and they, they have two big coin pouches uh, on the side on their belts. Okay, so I'm going to walk over to them and... One second. Attempt to... Take both their corn pouches. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand. Okay. That was a 19. Okay. Uh, so you successfully pilfer. So as you walk by them at like mid headbutt, you just hear like a slam and you see I will walk by and then uh, inside of your hands are two coin pouches as the two dizzy looking dwarves are now sitting on the floor uh, giving each other fist bumps and you uh, if you'd like to inspect what you've what you've collected you can go ahead and do so yeah I'll do it. I'll quickly pilfer through you got it so inside of uh, the one of the dwarves pouches you found 10 gold inside of the other dwarves you found 15 gold I walk over to the guy taking the bets and I go 25 gold on Wilhelm 25 gold on <laughs> Wilhelm so he's like you've got it 
Uh, and like the little the little man kind of puts the twenty five gold down, and then you, I assume, go back to the uh, to the edge of the pit to watch the rest of this fight. As now you have stake. Yeah, I do have a question. Sure, what question you got? Um, so does that mean are me and all the only ones who bet on Wilhelm at the moment? Yes. What's the total bet ratio? Like, is there like a scoreboard saying that? Or? It's a, it's a one to two. It's one to two. Okay. So if you whatever you bet, you'll get back, uh, and then a little bit more. So I'm gonna what, walk over to where Aul and Breathweaver are watching the fight, and I'm just going to open up the last book I had in my bag. Okay. So what book do you want to attempt to read right now? So I've already... I'm trying to remember. I've already read the Festivals of Ruel, and I think I read the other one, which explained the subway. So I'm going to try and read that last one. Uh, so you actually have three of these so you have the baking book you have the um the festivals in ruel and then you have the mavin's counter book you've only actually read one of them so far which was the festivals in ruel book oh uh, so you have uh the the choice between the mavin's geiger counter and you have the baking yourself some magic i will bait read the baking book <laughs> okay so let's go ahead so this is perfect what, what i want to do here so you open up the book and you begin perusing the pages, and you read over a brief summary at the beginning. It says, baking is an art of careful construction. Each piece of a recipe builds upon the last, much like spellcasting. You must complete a chant from beginning to end to invoke your spell. Baking's end result is deliciousness. On the next page, the recipe Ever Sparkling Cupcake can be found. Please try this first recipe. So you turn the page, and it looks a little bit more worn out than the other ones. And you see some abstract instructions uh, that do not seem to indicate a cake recipe with scratched out words and footnotes. Uh, so it reads, uh, ever sparkling cupcake, one times steel bar, two times pixie dust, one time rune carver, and one time powdered topaz worth 1300 GP. So then underneath that, it actually says, first cover the steel bar with pixie dust so it begins to low. Then power your rune carver with the topaz until full, and then carve this sigil into the back of the steel bar. So you look up actually over at the rune, and it looks like a, it, it looks a little familiar to you actually. And if you pull out another piece of paper from your bag, you'll actually see it is the exact same rune that was inside of the suit of armor inside of Prey's simulation. Oh, so uh, guys. I found the room we found earlier. <laughs> Not now, Andrew. We're watching this. We're busy. Oh, okay. So, Andrew, as as you try to get their attention, uh, we're actually gonna go back in. So, the guy, uh, the guy who Wilhelm has just promptly knocked down, is actually going to attempt to. Uh, he gets back up and he attempts to sweep your leg now, Wilhelm. Oof. Uh, does a thirteen hit? Uh, no. Um, okay. What, what I was gonna ask was, could, could I like, since I'm one of the effects of the jumps, like, could I do like a sick, nasty flip out of the way? <laughs> okay. Yes. So you go ahead. Uh, he completely misses you, and you do that sick, nasty flip. You do a bat. You do a uh, a backflip on on his turn. You're gonna roll another performance roll to see if you can appeal to the crowd. Twelve. 
All right, so you pressed B uh, when the when they attempted to attack you and you reflected the damage. Uh, and then you see the crowd kind of goes a little bit wild, and this time more roses get thrown at you uh, than banana peels as Breathweaver slowly puts the banana back into his pocket. Uh, so... <laughs> Breathweaver, don't take your banana out in the crowd again. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys... Uh, as as you uh, as he's missed you now and you've done a nice backflip, it's now your turn. Uh, so what are you going to attempt to do to the to the man who you've just stunted on? Uh, is the banana peel still, like where's the banana peel that was thrown at me? Uh, it's still actually stuck to your forehead. Cool. So what <laughs> I want to do is I want to um, would I be able to like as a bonus action take the banana peel throw it at the guy's face and then attack him? Yes, you can. Roll Calculate. roll a dexterity check uh, for the throw of the banana. Oh no. Uh, I'll let you do that as a free action and then we'll do the um th- then we'll do your attack. 6. Okay. So you actually throw it but it it lands near his feet. So there's possibility there, but you haven't gotten it across his face yet. All right. Uh then I guess Wilhelm is going to just stroll on up to the man and just spank him. <laughs> so you roll, you roll up with the quarterstaff, like you give like a good fake, and then you just like slide it across the side towards his rear end. Uh, so go ahead and uh, att- attempt your roll. Uh, that oh, okay. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, so yeah, you you hit him. Twenty-one. Uh, ro- twenty-one. Uh, you hit him. Go ahead. Eight bludgeoning. Eight bludgeoning damage. All right. So um, he gets a nice smack in his rear end. Rear end. He, you see, he covers his uh, cheek plates uh, with his hands now, as he, uh, he he's gotten like a good one. And the crowd kind of laughs. Like the copper tone girl. Yeah, like the copper tone girl. He's like he, he makes like the face. You can't really see the face from behind the tango mask, uh, but you can see his face is getting a little bit redder underneath it. Well, uh, well, uh, ha- have, having fun, friend. Having fun, friend. Uh, and he kind of like looks at you, and he's like, not at all. We're actually going to cut back up to the crowd there. So, Andrew, you're making some shocking revelations up here about the um, books that you're reading now. Uh, is there anything else? Like, would you like to continue reading it? Sure. So, as we cut back up to Ander, he's lost the attention of his party, and he goes on to the next page, and the fir- the next one says, Curiously enough, my journey for the tower uh, locked here within Ruel has proven quite fruitful. For something deemed so rare that some have never even seen, there seems to be so many accounts of its nature. For one, I have found that the tower lies dormant beneath the city. Details pertaining on how to raise it seem skim, but first I believe I must do more research on the purpose of the tower. They say it grants his wishes, uh, but the details seem vague. So that's where you're going to actually stop reading it for now, as you, as you are ver- very now sure that this cookbook is a little bit more than a cookbook. Uh, and you kind of look towards your friends again, and Awul and uh, Breathweaver are now like arming themselves with like tomatoes. No, mm. I, I turned to I turned to Andrew like Andrew. This is a very important question. Do you have a rose? I need to throw one for that performance by uh, Wilhelm. <laughs> he needs a rose. So you see, just do I have a what? Do you have a rose? And you see from behind, I, I, I'm gonna like look amongst some of the seats, and I find. Can I just find a spare rose to toss over? Sure. Roll an investigation. Eleven. All right. So uh, you see that there's a man sitting down that has, like, a bouquet of roses. uh, And he looks like he's kind of just, like, in between being awake and being asleep because you can tell he's been drinking. Uh, So if you'd like to just, like, snag one really quick for Breathweaver, you should be able to. (laughs) Grab that bouquet. I'll, I'll do that. 
Alright, so do you grab one rose or the whole bouquet? The whole bouquet. So you grab the bouquet, the guy just like falls over back on the bench. Uh, and then you have the bouquet of roses that you hand over to Breathweaver. Uh, as soon as you do so, um, you see Liquor kind of looks over at you gesturing and giving that action. He gives you like a quick whistle. He's like... <laughs> as like he uh, kind of whistles, whistles at you giving over a bouquet of roses to, a, to another person. So, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna flash finger guns to Liquor. <laughs> he flashes him back. <laughs> what were you gonna say, uh, Owl? And uh, who wrote that book you're reading? I'm not sure, but it it mentions that the Tower of Ruel is under the city. So, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna ask if it says like the author on it. So, if you remember, which maybe you don't, I did mention it in passing. The author uh, is actually scratched out on the front of the book. Yeah, uh, um, I just show oh the front of the book. It, it, it's scratched out here. It's I don't know who wrote it. So as you guys uh, continue to go over the book, uh, we're gonna head back into the uh, fight with Wilhelm here. Uh, so I th- oh sorry, I throw in a rose. Oh, you throw you throw in a rose. So I throw in three roses. You throw three roses. Yeah, but I don't know how many I have. On the third day, he <laughs> threw a rose. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, as you throw the roses, I'll actually give Wilhelm uh, some bonuses here. So, Wilhelm, you see three roses coming towards you. Do you want to do anything in terms of a performance roll? Uh, I'll just try and catch them, not necessarily in my mouth. It'd be really hard with the mask on, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, you go attempt to catch them. So, actually, uh, do, do a performance for me. Eight. All right, so you're able to, out of the three roses, you miss the first two, but you catch the last one, and you kind of do, like, a short bow, and you get, like, more appeal points uh, when you're inside of here. And now the uh, the gentleman in the Tengu mask is now going to attempt to smack you again. Uh, does a 15 hit. No. <laughs> All right, so as he attempts to hit you, uh, his quarterstaff actually gets stuck in the ground near your feet, and he tries to, like, unjam it, but now you've got a pretty good... Uh, uh, time to attack here. I'm actually going to give you advantage because you've been uh, uh, taking up so many of these appeal points from the crowd. Where is this been in relation to the banana peel that's on the ground? So the banana peel is right behind him. Uh, hmm. I kind of want to just shove him into the into the banana peel with the hopes that it'll just fall on his ass. Okay, sure. Make an athletics check. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, he's going to make a contested one. Ooh, he rolled a 10. I'm sorry. So you attempt to shove him, uh, but since he has that uh, that pole in the ground there, uh, he's able to gain a little bit more traction than you, and it's unable to be moved. Uh, so then we're going to go actually right into his turn again and not back up to the crowd for now. Uh, and he's going to uh, attempt to smack you very poorly, and he gets a 6. So that I know that doesn't hit. Uh, and it's now your turn again, Wilhelm. Uh, hmm. I guess I'll just I'll, I guess I'll just slap him across the face. Okay, uh, with the quarter staff or with your hand? No, no, with the rose, with the rose. Do it with the rose. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll slap him with the rose for for maximum BM. All right, so just yeah, ro- roll a regular attack. All right. Well, I rolled it. What did you roll? What what I use like my whatever modifier I use for like a regular weapon attack or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use use a modifier. You're proficient, right? I rolled a seven. Okay, 
Uh, so you slap him with the rose, but it doesn't deal any damage, except it just increasingly makes him more flustered, and you're able to actually kind of, like, stick it in his ear. So, like, he's got, like, a rose just, like, now in his ear, and the crowd actually starts laughing a little bit more now. And we're gonna cut back up to the, uh, the crowd above. Uh, so Aul, uh, Aul, Ander, and Breathweaver are now just sitting there with a bouquet of roses, a couple of fruits, and Wilhelm just stuffs some roses in this guy's hair. I feel like at this point, I'm probably, like, reading the book with Ander, because now I'm kind of curious. Okay. So as you uh, continue to go through the book, you just see more accounts about uh, someone's journey of, of looking for the towers here in Norell. As you c- kind of flip through it upstairs there, uh, there's becoming to be a lot more faded pages, uh, and not too much information is being garnered there, but you see that um, in written inside of it says the following. I've uncovered some sort of nature of these towers. It seems as if they're very specific in the wishes that they grant, but... Again, nothing too certain at this moment. Uh, I I will continue my investigation. Uh, That's the next entry that you see there. Uh, But now you do have some insight, seeing as if the tower has like some sort of nature to it as uh, the type of wish that it can grant. Uh, So as you guys are doing so, Breathweaver, uh, I assume you're still invested in this. What are you going to, are you going to do anything for the crowd? Breathweaver? No, I'm not. Okie doke. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, actually, yeah, because like the the rose in the hair, nice, but not worth anything, but not worth the banana either. The banana? It's like a neutral move. Okay. A full banana. A, f- a full <laughs> banana. You need your nutrients! So you throw a banana in there? <laughs> now I throw a banana in there. At now. who? Uh, I, I throw the banana because it's solid and I don't want to disrupt Wilhelm. I throw it at the other guy. Do I roll okay. for that? So, let me see. I'm going to roll Is that here. an attack roll? Uh, no, I'm going to roll on my end to see what happens here. It's a dick Holy save. shit. All right, yeah, so you, you hit him across the face with that <laughs> banana, and you see he kind of falls now, and he's prone. <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd is actually just kind of surprised uh, that this is happening at the moment, and now um, we're actually going to give Wilhelm an advance on his turn. Uh, so what are you going to do? Uh, is he laying on his back? Yes. All right, I'm just going to um, take the pole arm with both hands, raise my bubble head, just kind of smack him in the stomach. All right, go ahead and make your roll. Uh, with advantage, or... Yep. Mm-hmm. 21. 21. All right, so you, you completely smack him. Roll your damage. Four bludgeoning. All right, perfect. So you're able to deal four bludgeoning damage to uh, this man, and you see he's out cold, and the crowd goes absolutely wild, uh, and the the announcer says, What a fight, ladies and gentlemen! And now, take a look at our new winner! And he kind of just, like, shines a spotlight on you. Uh, it's like, we've got a new winner, yellow! As they all start, like, uh, everyone in the crowd starts throwing more roses, Breathweaver's throwing bananas, um, and <laughs> yellow. someone approaches you... Uh, I throw the rest of the bouquet. You throw the rest of the bouquet. And there's a banana in it. Uh, Wilhelm, you catch it. You're you're so proud of yourself. Uh, and now you see like a, a, the small man who had taken your bets actually comes back over to you now. Aul and uh, Breathweaver. And they hand you back your gold and then also another share of your gold. So you put 25 down, Aul. Mm-hmm. You get 20. You get, um, 50. You, you get 50 back. Uh, and then you get 20 back, uh, Breathweaver. So... Ooh. As you guys are now standing there, you see the announcer actually hops down into the pit himself, not tripping on the banana, and he's like, now, Mr. Young Yellow, he comes down with a, a weird-looking, like, 
fantasy microphone. Uh, and he says, Young Yellow, what have you got to say to the crowd tonight? And he hands you over the uh, recorder. Hope he mentions Larry's. Me too. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, tomorrow during the festival, uh, come to Larry's pub. And you see everyone in the crowd is like, yeah! And you see Grub is like absolutely like throwing trash into the arena. He's like so pissed. He's like throwing, he, he has just taken all of his money that he just lost betting on the opposition. And then sp and like he's spending the rest of his money to just buy fruit to throw at you. And he's like, no, no. He's like, he's, like, he's not having a great time right now. And you see, you see the announcer is like laughing. He's like, we've got a few yeses and a, it looks like one no up there. But I've actually just got news. He puts his hand to his ear. He's like, our returning champion is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And you see like the crowd is absolutely losing their shit. And you see like uh, the, the crowd starts to like, like bang their hands on like the side of the arena. And they're like, clear, 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 clear. And then Wilhelm, you're actually handed a health potion uh, from the... Um, from the event planner, uh, he gi he gives you a health potion. I don't know if you took any damage there, uh, but if you need it, you can. I'm just gonna send the potion. Okay, yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna drink it, or yeah, what, what, what whatever the whatever, whatever the most over the top way to drink a potion would be, I do that. All right, so you uh, you just like uncork the uh, you uncork the potion and like just spill it all over your mask and just sip the small amounts through like the circle and the crowd and you just like throw your hands up in the air like you're ready for it. So just roll two d four uh, plus two, uh, and that's gonna be how much you recover. All right, uh, eight. All right, so you recover eight HP. So as soon as you down your potion and uh, do another appeal towards the crowd, you see from the side of the pit now, someone actually happens to jump down with a mid-air somersault and sticks the, as, as one would say, the superhero landing. <laughs> it's Breathweaver. It's, it's, breath, it's Breathweaver in disguise. Uh, and the crowd actually goes absolutely wild. And then the, the gentleman kind of bows towards the rest of them uh, and then turns to face you, Wilhelm. So, Wilhelm, what you can tell just by looking at him as a cursory glance is he's wearing a, uh, a faceless mask with two very small eye slits. Uh, it's, a, it's like a whitish mask, and he dons a gray sweatshirt with accompanying hood. Uh, and from behind his back, he produces a small staff, and with a single jolt downwards, it extends out uh, to be the size of a regular quarter staff, and a small red button is uh, towards the center of it. He bows to you as a sign of good faith, and then the fight is actually going to begin. Breathweaver turns to the score, the bet boards to see what the odds are. Actually, one to two in favor of the returning champion. Yep. yep. Also, mm -hmm. can I roll, I guess, investigation? I want to just make sure that the champion's actually a dude. Uh, sure. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. I feel like you might have been misleading us by throwing out the he pronouns so much. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's actually Mina's sister. Okay. Uh, roll to see if the champion is a dude. That was a unnatural 19. Unnatural 19. <laughs> unnatural 19. The spiciest of rolls. <laughs> okay, so you take a look and you're looking for the usual things, right? So you look at his neck, you see an Adam's apple. You look towards its crotch, you think it's probably a cup. A banana. But it could also just be, a, it also could be a banana. Uh, his, the shoulders on this person is quite broad. Uh, but they, they are like a, yeah, broad. Broad, you say? Uh, not like, <laughs> god damn it. Not broad as in it's a, look at that broad, but no, it's, so, continuing on, um. Hey, old, do you think it's worth putting money on Wilhelm again? 
Mm. Uh, did did you see his shoulders? They are pretty broad. It's a he's a pretty broad. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> I can't hear you. He's a pretty broad. He's like I'm all in. <laughs> oh, you're both ridiculous. Okay. So are you guys gonna bet on Wilhelm, or are you guys gonna bet on the returning champion? I uh, wanna bet the gold that I earned on Wilhelm. Okay, so you put another 10 down on Wilhelm. No, that's 20, because I got back 20. Oh, earned, okay, so then, gotcha. So you, you put 20 down on Wilhelm. He's letting it ride. Uh, what about you, Owl? He let it ride. Uh, Wilhelm in the fourth race? And what do you think, yes or no? I mean, it's worth a shot. If you put the gold you earned from the last fight and you lose, then you broke even. So I'd say it'd be worth it. Hmm. All right. I'll put all 50 down on Wilhelm. Okay. Uh, see, I don't want to lose to Awul. I'm going to help put 50 down. I'm going to put another 30 in. Not confident about this. His shoulders are very close together. <laughs> Oh, sh so you guys have collectively put 100 gold on Wilhelm. If he loses, I'm not talking to him ever again. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Fantastic. So you guys go ahead and put a lot of gold down on Wilhelm. I get my bananas ready. You get your bananas ready. I have a whole <laughs> hand of bananas. And don't forget, he has jump. So right before the fight actually does begin, as the gentleman, the returning champion, Clear, has entered into the... Uh, in the arena, the light from the uh, glass below you now glows again, uh, and you flare up yellow, but your opponent uh, does not give off any sort of hue whatsoever. Oh, shit. So the glow then recedes, and then the ref yells, three, two, one, fight! And as soon as you hear that... I think I've made the huge mistake. <laughs> you didn't bet anybody. So as soon as that begins, uh, we're actually going to cut over to Eligos. Oh, boy. So Eligos, as you stand outside of the bar, uh, the cool night air actually chills you slightly. As you stare down Main Street, lamps flicker on and off, and all is silent uh, for a moment. And then moments later, uh, you see from a side street, you see Nash uh, emerge uh, in her puffy yellow jacket and everything, uh, start heading towards the lot of parking. As she passes by you, she gives you a quick glance and actually stops, and she says, Hey, weren't you the guy standing outside of Grubs earlier? No. <laughs> no. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure you were. So what do you, what do you do? Do you just like hanging out outside of bars in this town? Like, do you ever go inside? I mean, it's just not really my scene. Oh, I could, I, I could get that. So she actually, uh, she sits actually outside with you, uh, pulls out like a, a book and starts reading. She's like, so never seen you uh, before, Big Blue. You just blow in? Uh, yeah. Kind of drifted in, drifted out, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. You got any got any plans here in Ruel? Well, we've been uh, we've been tasked with uh, promotion efforts for a local pub. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't go to too many bars, but well, um, you know, a lot of people just just this... to be just to be uh uh. Just to make sure I remember correctly, she works at uh, the bar that's the competition for ladies, yes. correct? Okay. Yeah, she works at Grimm's right. Pub. I stand by, by my decision then. She's like, well, I don't know. Since you're just sitting here being a wallflower, Big Blue, if I, uh, mind if I uh, ease you out? I just had a tough day at work. Had to clean up, uh, had to clean up some stink bombs. 
Oh, boy. Ease him out. Ew. So she starts, like, reading through a book. She's like, well, a lot like uh, a lot of people in this city, I'm actually uh, I'm actually trying to study right now how to become a stronger mage. And she sends up a spark from her left hand. Uh, and she says, uh, you some sort of adventure? Uh, I guess you could call it that. Uh, not really usually the adventuring type, uh, more just the uh, go someplace and make sure it doesn't get taken over type. Well, she kind of looks down. She's like, so a merc. Um, and then she kind of responds to you. As we she's prefer the term to... contractors, he says <laughs> kind of jokingly. <laughs> she's like, everyone's got to pay some bills, right? Uh, and then uh, she says um, she says to you, she's like, you know, I've actually wanted to try uh, becoming an adventurer, just like in a couple of my mom's stories. Uh, and then she starts to look towards you. You can see for some reason she just like she seems like she's had a hard day. And she's kind of just like letting it all out at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like talking, just talking to you. You just happen to be that wallflower right now. She says she, you know, she used to have the best stories. She used to be a guild master, you know. Oh really? Uh, she's like, yeah, we uh, we had a guild. There was a guild here in town before uh, before it became an orphanage, and uh, she she was the best. Ran it with her ran it with her husband, and she talked all about her guildmates and and going on the wackiest quests and li living how they wanted, you know, not a care in the world. I want to be like that someday. It's my dream. Sounds like uh, sounds like a good way to live. Yeah, so she's like, uh, she kind of stares down. She realizes she's been talking about herself uh, a little bit, and she kind of feels a little awkward. She's like, so what about you, Blue? What's your MO? Oh, me? Uh, uh, well, um, I know he's not really popular around here, but I guess there's really no hiding it. I was in a order of uh, Helm. She kind of looks at you. She's like, no shit, huh? Yeah. Is that why there's a there's a sticker on your shield? Sticker? Oh, oh yeah, this thing. You know, to be honest, I, I kind of forgot it was there. Uh -huh. She's like, well, it definitely is covering up a majority of that there. Uh, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good idea. And she kind of like chuckles to herself, and she's like, yeah, yeah but if anyone uh, was looking, not great. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely not recognizable without three of the five fingers <laughs> ah yeah you know it's just that it's really that eye in the center that you haven't covered up that's really getting to me i mean it's about it's like half covered it's it's winking at me <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of like laughs at your joke there and then as you guys are kind of chilling outside you hear in the distance now uh some sirens go off from where it sounds like the northwest side of town towards the jail uh, and as you hear some sirens over there, you see actually a wagon uh, whips past the two of you headed towards that location. And then uh, Nash looks down the road and she's like, well, what do you think that was? Uh, where are they heading exactly? Towards the county jail. Towards the county jail. Yeah. So, so they, they do not appear to be interested in what's going on in the, the seedy underbelly of the bar we're currently outside. No, they, they okay. did not roll up in front of the bar and then start swatting you. I was afraid I was going to have to cheese it. <laughs> I'm on parole, man. I can't go back. Cheese it, it's the feds. Uh, but you see, um, she kind of like looks down. You hear like actually a couple of sirens are going off uh, towards the northern side of town. And she actually says, hey, um, I want to go take a look and see what's up. You seem pretty bored out here. You want to wanna come with? Escort a gal across town? Well, I guess it beats just sitting here waiting for whatever they're doing in there to finish. And she's like, I think we both know what they're doing in there. I uh, try and, not to think about it. And uh, she, the best part is you think it's pole dancing. So uh, yes, that's you guys. So <laughs> that's what I'm implying. So you two are both thinking about two very different things. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, uh, she sees she like kind of gives you her arm and she's like, "This way." After you. 
you got it. So as the two of you actually walk down to go see what's going on, you walk up towards town. You're headed towards the jail now, a place that you walked away from the other day. And it's actually kind of on its way towards Sector G. And you see that there's a building next to the jail uh, with a bunch of fantasy police tape all around it. Uh, and three wagons happen to be pulled up in front of the in front of the building. And you hear Nash say, she's like, I wonder what happened here. And as soon as she says that, like, you guys kind of inspect the outside of the building and the door is wide open and there's not a soul in sight. Like, no police officers or town guards in front of the uh, front of this building at all. It's just a wide open door and a white hallway. And as you guys are sort of inspecting, like, what's going on, trying to get, like, a peek, you know, you're rubbernecking as you walk by, you hear a loud a very loud piercing scream come from inside of the building. You kind of hold your ears to shield them from the noise and then moments later it subsides. And then Nash actually gives you a worried look and she says, I don't know what that was, but it sounds like someone's in trouble. And she's like, uh, listen, I- I'm, a- I'm down for an adventure, but I'm gonna go help him. Are you with me? Uh, Elgos looks, kind of looks around at all the uh, police presence nearby and he's like, all right, fine, but we can't be seen by anybody. And she's like, you got it. Uh, So you both actually kind of run into the building now. Like you guys had passed through that fantasy police tape. uh, And you're now in a long white hallway uh, with doors scattered on the left and right of the walls. Uh, But towards the end of the hallway is a larger door that seems to be left slightly ajar. Uh, Would you like to go through there? Would you like to try the doors on the side? Um, I think Elagos is going to, like briefly look inside each of the doors just to make sure there's no chance of anyone like he goes to the end of the hallway and then they all open up and he gets trapped at the end uh and he's gonna kind of instruct his uh companion to do the same on the other side of the hallway yeah so this kind of seems like a this kind of seems like a lab or like some sort of like storehouse and they've got like little windows on them all the lights are completely out in those rooms and you can't really see too much but there's doesn't look like there's any activity inside of it so, Plumbo, let's go ahead. So, you, you, and if you want to take a look at those other rooms, please go ahead and roll an investigation check for me, and I will have uh, Nash roll one for her as well. All right. Investigation. It's going to be a 14. All right, she rolled a 19. So, you guys take a look inside of them. Nah, nothing at all. There, there's, uh, there's nothing inside of those rooms, perhaps a couple of boxes, uh, but you don't see anything in there. It's kind of dark inside of those rooms. Uh, doesn't look like a lot of action. I don't see any, like, red exclamation marks when I look at any of the boxes, do I? No, you don't. Uh, th- there's no, uh, there's no solid snake, uh, moving around in there. None of the boxes say smash. I gotta be sure, man. I gotta be sure. <laughs> you gotta be sure. Uh, but the only thing that seems to be on now is, or the only thing that seems to be active is the ajar door at the end of the hall. Alright, let's go into it. Alright, so as, uh, both you and Nash go inside of that room, uh, you see that inside of it are actually three police officers standing around a pedestal, uh, staring at it blankly. The room is completely white, just like the hallway, seemingly serving no real purpose other than housing what was once here. The only other detail that you can see is a small vent that has been pried open towards the back left of the room. So, as you guys take a look over this room, you see um, Nash approaches the police officers to see what is exactly wrong or see what's going on as they're just like just standing there all like back facing you looking at this pedestal and as she gets closer to their motionless figures uh, Elagos you get a very bad feeling. Nash wait! And as soon as you call out uh, to Nash one of them actually happens to whip whip around uh, at a verbal cue 
and actually attempts to uh, strike at Nash. And she, with a quick jolt backwards, actually happens to uh, seemingly teleport back towards you, Elagos. Uh, in like a, a shroud of mist engulfs her and she comes back towards you. Oh. And we're actually going to... Uh, so as, as soon as that happens, we're actually going to have you roll initiative. Alright. Uh, Elagos. And, I'm, and Nash is going to be fighting alongside you. Damn it. Seven. <laughs> you want to know something? She also rolled a seven. Uh, so you guys are re- you guys are uh, really tag teaming it right now. You go back to back. Now let me roll the uh, those guards there. So as you take a look at, at the guards, you see they uh, one of them had striked at Nash. The club seems to be wreathed in lightning. As they stare at you now with very blank faces, thousand yard stares, everything. As their eyes seem to be like rolling back in their sockets there. And now we're actually going to start off. You guys rolled higher than the guards, so oh, we're going to start with you, Elagos, first. So feel free to make your first attack. All right, I'm going to sort of like get in between Nash and the guards. And mm-hmm. uh, are they within striking distance now, or a little far away? Uh, they're about ten. They're about ten feet away from you. I'm going to prepare an attack action for when one of them gets within striking distance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now for the for the duration of this battle, I'm gonna sort of keep my sword in its sheath. Okay. Uh, which is gonna make it a little harder to swing around because it's I've got the weight of the blade and the sheath on it, but it's gonna hopefully not cause any lethal damage. Okay, I'll have your strikes count as non-lethal, but I'll give them a minus two to damage. That's fine. That fair? Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead. You prep your action, and now it's actually going to be Nash's turn, as she's going to actually throw a blast towards one of the um, towards one of the guards there. And she unfortunately misses with her Eldritch Blast, as you see, you can feel like a, a large presence behind you as a beam comes out of her hand, uh, and it smacks the back end of the wall as that's the end of her turn now, and we're actually going to have these city guards uh, attempt to roll up. So one of them comes into your range, Elegos. I'm going to bop him in the face. You got it. Bop him in the face. Oh, uh, boy. That's a 6 plus 5. That's an 11. Okay. Uh, you unfortunately miss him as he comes in there, and he's going to attempt to strike you, Elegos. All right. Does a 8 hit you? An 8? Yes. Vin. I'm insulted. <laughs> That's just BM. <laughs> it's less than the player AC. Uh, so he misses you, and then the other two are also going to attempt to attack you. That was a uh, that was a nine. We're getting we're getting closer. Ah, there we go. Sixteen. No. Does a sixteen hit you? Still not there. Damn. The eight maybe. <laughs> the, the sixteen? No, no friggin' way. Uh, so they all come up to you and they kind of like in like a weird lunging motion attempt to swipe at you, but they all miss. Two of them far shittier than the other one that comes close. And now it's your turn again, Elagos. Right. Um, I'm just kind of, kind of like again non-lethally striking just for flavor purposes. Yeah, yep. I'm now just kind of putting the the hilt and the pommel of my blade into their sternum. So I guess this would just be like bludgeoning damage. Just trying to like. Yep. Hit the nerve cluster and knock them out cold. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, that is going to be a lot better. That's a 22. Mm-hmm. It's an 8. <laughs> it's an 8. A 22. Yeah, the 22 hits. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, is it, did an 8 hit? <laughs> <laughs> so go, go ahead and uh, ro- roll your damage. It's uh, damage minus 2, you said, right? Yep, damage minus 2. All right. 5, Ooh. counting uh, mitigation. All right. So you go ahead. You deal 5 damage to him. Uh, I assume you don't have your uh, extra attack, right? No, I don't think I get that until level five. You're not level five, right? It just screams out, "My nerve clusters! <laughs> My nerve! <laughs> All of them painful! My solar plexus!" 
No. <laughs> so as you uh, as you uh, have hit one of them in the nerve cluster, you see Nash is actually uh, prepping a spell, and she kind of like snaps her fingers, and then from behind the guards, you just hear a loud explosion as they're going to be making Constitution saves. Uh, so let me go ahead. Fail. 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 All right. Nice. Uh, so all of them are going to take... They all die. No, they don't all die. But all of them are going to take a large amount of damage as you hear a concussive blast Bop. from behind all the guards as you... Bop. You likely may have seen this uh, spell before. Yeah, mop. Mop, pretty much, as she's cast Shatter, uh, dealing 18 thunder damage to everyone inside of here. As we go on go on to the next turn, it's actually going to be uh, these guards now. They're going to attempt to attack... What Two of them are going to attempt to attack you, Elagos. And one of them is going to attempt to attack Nash. I'm going to, on the one that's attacking Nash, I'm going to use my reaction to impose disadvantage. Gotcha. So one of them rolls a nat one, uh, and he just falls <laughs> on the ground. Does that hit? Uh, so, n- n- does that- <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so the other one rolled seven. a seven. I don't know, Eligos. Did that hit? I don't know. So, no. <laughs> so. <laughs> God, I love this. I love the podcast. So I'm going to attempt to roll on Nash. So the first attack uh, is a 16 at her, so we're going to roll it again. The next one is a 12. So the 12 misses her as you impose a disadvantage. You kind of just, like, pull out, like, a Captain America shield throw, block it, and it comes back. Uh, so now it's actually going to be your turn again. Uh, so there's this dude on the ground, one dude in front of you, and one of dude in between you two, uh, Nash, and yourself. Uh, not on the ground. Gotcha. The dude not on the ground. The mm-hmm. dude on the ground, I'm less worried about. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, that's a 16. Okay, that hits. And a total of 7 damage. 7 damage, perfect. Alright, so you've you've got him down pretty, pretty hard now. He's not looking too great. Uh, he wasn't looking great before. Uh, but now it's actually going to be Nash's turn. She's going to attempt to blast the guy that you hit uh, with an Eldritch Blast. Damn, Nash, you suck. Uh, so she rolled a nine. Did that hit? Uh, and she misses. Look, she's not used to it. Yeah, she's definitely not used to it. Uh, and that's actually going to miss and fail on her turn. So now it's going to be these guards' turns. Uh, so two of them, again, All right. are going to attack you. Uh, Elios. Does a... I know that failed. Aha! Gotcha! Uh, does a 19 <laughs> hit? Congratulations. You finally did it. Yeah, you, f- you finally beaten me. Uh, but no, here, let's go ahead and roll that d10. Uh, and now you're going to take uh, eight damage. Uh, four of it is going to be. <laughs> All right. You take four. You take four bludgeoning, and four of it is lightning damage. As you're kind of like shocked Ooh, a little bit by this uh, electrical billy stick. Elagos just looks up. And is like, no one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> a lot of people have made me bleed my oh, own geez. blood. As a matter of so, And well, that one missed on Natch. So now it's your turn again. Now Elagos. All right. I'm uh, going to attack the same guy I attacked last round, try to finish him off. It's a 14. All right, so the 14 is actually able to... Uh, actually, that misses. I'm sorry. Very close. <laughs> you! All right, I'm sorry. I had to look at the AC again. <laughs> no, you missed. It's eight. Uh, you missed, and now it's going to be uh, it's gonna be Nash's turn. She's going to attempt to blast the same one that you attacked. Ha! She hits. All right, so now let's pull out that... Ha! She got a nine. <laughs> No. Well, she dealt she dealt uh she dealt four damage, which is actually going to knock that guy out. So he's he's out cold on the ground now. Uh, and now it's the other two guards' turns. They're gonna attempt to attack you, Elagos. Holy shit! Um, they hit. 
Does a uh, 42 hit? Does a... <laughs> what about a nat 20? Uh, yeah, you take... You take nine, uh, you take, actually, no, ten damage, sorry. Uh, five of it bludgeoning, uh, five of it lightning. All right. It's at this point that I'm going to, uh, do something that I've been able to do since third level, uh, but since we skipped third level, I forgot that I could do it. Yeah. And it's once a day I cast Hellish Rebuke. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, so go ahead and do your Hellish Uh, Rebuke. First thing, yep. That's a race thing. That's racist. It is. Alright, so I have I have to cast it at a level two. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. doing this I'm pretty sure non lethally. We discussed this in a separate D and D campaign. You can cast things non lethally. Touch based spells non lethally. Yes. <coughs> yeah. This guy's within touching. Alright. Creature must make a deck saving throw. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that one pass? I I don't know what my spell save DC is, but it's higher than that. Yeah, so you already deal the damage, so don't need to worry about the DC, I guess. Alright, it's a uh, 2d10 fire. <laughs> okay. Oh, you just burn him alive. And a jealous uh, rebuke. Jealous rebuke. That is jealous rebuke. 11 plus, oh, it's second level, so he's, it's 3d10. He's down. He's down. He's okay. down. He's down. All right. He's down. He's, <laughs> he's extra down. down. He's just burnt You've alive. already killed him. Stop. <laughs> he's already he's, dead. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes out. He's not dead, though. He's just on fire. He's just on fire. I non-lethally burn him alive. This guard is on the fir- fire. The first one was out cold. You got it, Owl. The first one's out cold. This guy's out hot. So as soon as you go ahead and get that out of the way and sorted. Um, oh, that's hot. Oh, so hot. So Ooh. now it's going to be your turn again, Eligos, because that was a reaction, and it's it's top of the order. All right. Uh, gonna, there's one guy left not out cold yep. or hot, out hot. There's, there's one, one lukewarm man, correct? <laughs> All right. I'm going to focus my efforts on him, and I'm... Probably gonna miss. Yep. Eight, right, well. eight. All right. So you miss, and now it's. I uh, know. Well, I rolled an eight, but oh no, it's actually ah, a thirteen. Still miss. Not. Oh, actually, that doesn't hit. <laughs> Every time, and only with you. I mean, if the fourteen missed, I can glean that thirteen will miss. So now it's gonna be Nash's turn. Oh, she hits, and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, she she kills him. <laughs> she hits Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, Oh, uh, she wants him? She, she uh, knocks him out cold. Uh, so <laughs> Thank she, you. Then. Uh, she, well, yeah. she kills him, right? Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, so he he's out. Uh, actually, so Elgo, since this one actually happened with an Eldritch Blast, you see this guy's kind of on his way out. Uh, do you want to make a medicine check since combat's over? Hmm. Uh, yeah, can I lay on hands him? Yes. So I assume right. you do it for like one HP. That'll That'll do it. He gets up and attacks you. So, yeah. No. So you lay on hands him for one HP, and he's still KO'd, but they're stable for now. Uh, so as you felled now the three guards, they all drop to the floor unconscious. Now, okay, since you've uh, stabilized them. And you're not entirely sure what's came over them. But what you do see now is something that you didn't notice that was in the room before, is that you take a look at the pedestal, and there seems to be something like kind of etched into it. Uh, I look at Nash... And I tried to say something, and a little blood comes out of my mouth instead, as I am now at about a third of my hit points. Jesus. What do you say? Just blood? <laughs> so she kind of looks at you, she's like, pat yourself up, Blue. Uh, and she walks over to the um, to the stone pedestal, 
and over there she sees what looks to, looks to be a vine-like W that's been carved into the stone and she inspects it for a moment there and she kind of lets you know and then she says I, I feel like we should probably bounce. This I don't think this situation's going to get any better. <laughs> She's like, those guards are uh, A-OK. And she kind of like runs out towards the middle, towards the hallway. Uh, I follow behind. Gotcha. So as the two of you happen to flee the scene now, we're actually going to bounce back. And as the quarterstaff, a quarterstaff smashes into Wilhelm's, uh, you see that him and Clear are m- locked in an intense match. I didn't have you roll initiative yet, Wilhelm, but go ahead. 14. Perfect. Okay, so you guys are gonna... Sorry? I throw another banana. Alright, so you throw another banana, uh, roll a dexterity check. They're 14. 14. I'm gonna roll a save. Who are you you throwing it at? The guy or Wilhelm? Um, guy. Alright, he actually catches it and throws it back at you. uh, you Can I try to catch it? Go ahead, roll roll a dex save. (laughs) That was his reaction though, so now he doesn't have a reaction. Exactly. You got it. Uh, another... 14. <laughs> you fail, and you get a banana to the face. Mm. So, what <laughs> <laughs> the first time? Oh, jeez. So, Jesus, oh. <laughs> you see, uh, you see the um, after you've exchanged a few blows now, Wilhelm, while we were uh, in the, you know, over at the jail. You see, he attempts to uh, come up and smack you, but he raises the quarterstaff over his head with with both of his hands, kind of like in a almost like in like a intimidation like manner. But, and then he presses the button down in the center of the staff. And then seemingly defying gravity, he uses the quarterstaff as a bar and sends both of his feet into your chest. And I'm going to roll for that. Oh, oh I get it. Does an 18 hit you? It does. All right, so you're going to take, you're gonna take six bludgeoning damage as you're pushed back five feet and he does like a, then he presses the button again, he falls back down to the ground and he does like a. That's actually really cool. Uh, he does a quick bow to, to the uh, crowd, and like a couple of roses come in. And now, Wilhelm, it's actually going to be your turn. I'm gonna yell to him. <laughs> jump, Wilhelm! Jump! <laughs> jump. <laughs> jump! Do a jumping stripe. Just jump all the way up you can, and then fall down. <laughs> you can probably have like a 20 foot vertical. Uh, well, no, well, no. You see, what I was thinking was, um, I'm gonna try and like, because I assume at this point the guy's still flourishing the crowd, correct? Yeah, he's he's kind of flourishing. He's bowing in like different directions, but he he is keeping his head. He's keeping his face towards you. All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm, I'm gonna try and like jump over him so that I'm behind him, and then I'm gonna like jab him in the back. All right. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Do that. Uh. Well. Do the uh. Do the jump. So the jump just allows you to jump, right? Uh. The, I think that. Yeah. Uh, that's free. Jump spell. <clears throat> What? Jump spell triples his... Yeah. Yeah, jumping is a free action. Yeah, that's a free action, dude. That's movement. You see he's, like, journey to the crowd, and, like, it's, like, a camera shot from below, and you just see, like, a, a short, fat shadow, like, hop over his head. And, and then, like, from behind you, like, Wilhelm, you're just gonna attempt to, like, jab him. Wilhelm uh, is nothing personal, kid. Yeah, definitely nothing personal, kid. Uh, go ahead. Nothing hit. personal, friend, as I just, like, jab him in the back. I have to roll my attack. Smack him. Go for the spine. Uh, 16. Oh, you actually miss. So as you, um... As you attempt to jab him, he kind of just like sidesteps it, and now it's his turn again, and he's going to attempt to, um, you, you had pointed it out in a jab, like in a straight, like, horizontal-ish, like, motion, right? Like, you're, you're kind of like forcing it through, like, as if you were to stab somebody. Yep. So he's going to attempt to swipe that to the side, and actually he misses. He rolled a 14, does that, I don't think that hits that you, That does right? not. So it's up to you again now. Uh, I'm going to try and do a, um, horizontal, sw- okay, what side? Is this is the quarterstaff on? The quarterstaff is currently in his left hand, 
when you're standing in front of him. Okay, so I'm gonna do a horizontal strike so that it's basically aimed at the right side of his torso. Okay, so he can't block it with the quarterstaff. All right, Nido, so go ahead, attempt to smack him. Fuck, that's a 13. Okay, so you, you've missed him again as he kind of just, he saw what you were going for and instead he just like kind of sends out a quick chop with his right hand, bounces the quarterstaff back towards you. And then he's going to attempt to whip you, but this time since, you know, you're a dwarf and he's normal human height, it's going to be going towards the left side of your head. So he's going to attempt to smack you now, aiming for your head, and he rolls a 17. Does that hit? That does. So he strikes you in the head and you're going to take, oh, that's not too bad, only three bludgeoning damage. Uh, but you're actually going to have disadvantage on your next saving throw that you have to make. Okay. So now it's actually your turn again. All right, I didn't realize that this person was a human, so I'm going to try and, like, smack him in the knees. <laughs> the, the classic dwarf move. Uh, Sweep the leg. Yeah. Only humans have knees, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize this guy was a human. The knees. Like, of course. That realization is staggering. Can I look around to see if there's anything... Um... On your turn, yeah. Uh, you're actually going to go to the crowd, yeah. Well, I mean, the reason why I'm pointing that out is because he's taller than me, so I might as well like attempt to equalize the height difference. Yeah, go ahead. So you go ahead and try to hit his knee. Motherfucker, 12. <laughs> so, you try to go for his knee, and actually this time he's going to put the quarterstaff down in center. Like, like kind of just like stand it like he was like driving a sword into the ground, and he hits the button. And as soon as you attempt to smack in there, you hit your quarterstaff into his, and you feel as if you've just smacked into a large rock. Like, you literally cannot even purchase your quarterstaff even further, and it completely bounces off, and you actually fall back a little bit five feet, and then he unclicks the button, and then retreats and gets the quarterstaff back again. What 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 kind of bullshit quarterstaff are you using with all this techno-magical <laughs> hoo-ha bullshit? So, as you continue to curse towards... For, for listeners at home... No... Bilhub <laughs> <laughs> confirmed a little. <laughs> Magic bad, fire good. So he's like, uh, he's straight up trying to wonder what type of modded quarterstaff this guy has. But now we're actually going to translate over to the crowd now, over to um, to Breathweaver and um, Awul and Ander as mm -hmm. they're all standing up, standing up in the crowd. Do you guys want to do anything at the moment? Uh, yeah. Is there any other items that I can throw other than? Bananas or roses. Yeah. You've been throwing all session. Maybe mix it up. <laughs> Hold on. So... I throw a spell. Hey. So does it look... <laughs> hang on. So does it look like uh, Wilhelm isn't in a good place right now, right? Who? Wilhelm? Yeah. Yeah, he's not doing too hot. He hasn't hit this guy yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually use the gust cantrip and try to push him five feet away. Who? Wilhelm? Wilhelm, yes. Alright, so that seems illegal, Ander. It does. Ander, you're not a sorcerer, are you? I am a warlock. Okay. Uh so this would be kinda like mm, this is bad mattering. So you can go ahead and do this. Roll stealth. Do you want to do this stealthily or are you just gonna like start casting gusts? Uh I'm gonna do it stealthily. Okay, roll stealth for me. I start walking away from Ander. Damn. <laughs> 18. <laughs> okay, so you kind of like hush your breath as you kind of like are staring into your book and you peer up over and like you see a large gust of wind kind of pushes you back. Uh, Wilhelm, now as uh, you Actually, are... so he has to roll a strength saving throw. All right, so you feel a gust of wind, Wilhelm, down inside of the pit. Are you going to let it take you or are you just going to, are you going to try to resist it? 
Well, I don't know what this what what this is, so I'm gonna try Roll. and resist. Okay, so resist. Strength save, right? Uh, and, uh with so disadvantage, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's that's that twenty. But it doesn't matter as I roll an eleven. So you're pushed back five feet. So you just get pushed back five feet. So the crowd is kind of like you think they're you're slipping. They're kind of like looking for a banana and they start laughing at you. Uh, but the gentleman with the quarter staff actually kind of like looks up into the crowd at you, Ander, and you can't really see his eyes from the slits. But he kind of just like you can tell he's giving you a mean look. Uh, and he he kind of just like points his finger at you like in the no no position. Then keeps going on the. Keeps going on the assault. Oh, no, no. Not in my house. So, so, yep. So now he's going to attempt to hit you. He's actually going to be aiming for your chest. Oh, misses. All right, so he misses you when he attempts to aim for the chest. You definitely block it. And now it's your turn as his quarter staff is kind of raised and you have an opening towards his midsection. All right, yeah, so I'm just going to uh, jab him in the gut. All right, go for it. Oh, my fucking God. That is a 14. All right, so you miss again. Uh, as he, uh, he again just chops it down. Oh, And this no. time he gives, like, the no-no hand to you. Uh, and then he's actually going to come up with a quick strike with his boot. Oh, jeez. And he's going to just, like, attempt to, like, kick your chin. He's very creative. Uh, does a 14 hit you? No. He misses. So he attempts to do a, uh, uppercut. What about an eight? Uh, with his, with his, what about it? And what about an eight, Wilhelm? <laughs> Would an eight hit? I don't think so. All right. So he attempts to smack you with his foot, but he misses your chin and then he stomps his foot back down. It's your turn now. Uh, because this man tried to, is like mid stomp, would I be able to like try and like sweep the leg? Yeah, go ahead. Try to sweep the leg. All right. Cause how I picture this is that like one of his legs is kind of like out forward. So I'm going to try and just stick my quarter step behind the outstretched like just kind of like pop it so it like just kind of like falls or like okay. flings up. Yeah, go for it. My god. I didn't fuck it up. I rolled a 22. All right. So you you successfully sweep that still the misses. No, he blocks it. No, I'm just kidding. No, he uh, he successfully uh you successfully do that. And you see like he kind of quarter step behind the leg that's up off the ground and kind of just flip it, fling it. You hit his leg. Okay. So you flinged his leg and then you see he's got like um as soon as you do so, roll your damage. Six bludgeoning. Perfect. So you deal six bludgeoning, and you see you've knocked his leg so far, he has to do a split. Like a full split. You see the crowd is like, ooh, like that's gotta hurt. You see the announcer is just like, and our champion takes the first blow tonight. Uh, I'm the champion. I'm a terrible announcer. In before the... <laughs> Breath weaver, throw a banana, make it a banana split. <laughs> I, I peel the yeah. banana that I was about to eat and I take the banana part and throw it down. Not at anyone. I just throw it at his feet. Breath Weaver does a spit take of banana and this mushy banana just lands on the guy. No, I don't. Ugh. Why did you make me no think of that? No mushy banana, but there's a banana peel by this guy's feet and every, the crowd starts laughing and you get some appeal points there of Wilhelm. So now, uh, oh, you got appeal. That's a, that's a good one. So, um, now this guy gets back up from his uh, from his split position, and then he takes his quarterstaff, and you see he's going to start running at you, Wilhelm, as an attempt to attack, and then as he gets close enough, he... Um, Slips on a banana peel. No, he does not slip on a banana peel. He presses the button on his quarterstaff and sticks it, well, uh, as he sticks it into the ground, and then immediately begins to start fist fighting you. And he's going to throw a punch, and does a 17 hit? Uh, well, question, um... How much distance did this guy close by running at me? Uh, ten feet. Because you were pushed back five. Would I be able to just use my reaction to, to just jump? Like, ju like jump up above him? Ooh. Ah, uh, yeah, you could. Ooh. You could use your reaction to just jump above him. 
So, yeah, go ahead. So, he, he attempted to attack you with that 17, and he misses because you've jumped now and like Wilhelm you, you've actually jumped the only thing you can see to land on is either the floor and you see his quarterstaff standing there would you want to try and stick the landing ooh uh yeah do a wheel I'm gonna try and land and just <laughs> grab his quarterstaff like now nah, fuck you buddy okay so you land near his quarterstaff and you attempt to grab it so make a strength make a strength check the button press the button uh, that is a 17. Alright, so you attempt to budge his quarterstaff. It does not fucking move. It is actually stuck there, and as that was uh, a portion of his turn and his movement, he's going to come back uh, towards his weapon, uh, and he's going to re-grasp it, click the button, and then uh, rest it from your grasp. It is now your turn. Would that be a contested grapple No, because he couldn't, he couldn't get it. Wilhelm yeah, was it was kind of just yeah. stuck. It was stuck there. Breath we would throw a banana at him. Uh, at this point, what uh, what are some like possible exposed areas in this guy's like? Uh, right side form. Right side is currently exposed. The left side is right. grabbing the. Uh... All right, so yeah, uh, horizontal strike to the right side of his head. Gotcha. Oh jeez. Nat twenty. Holy oh, shit! Geez. All right, yeah, <laughs> that's smack him in the head. The guy dies. Oh. <laughs> roll roll the damage, please. Damn. 25. Uh, 17 bludgeoning. Jesus. Jesus. Oh my god. Dang, so you take him down. So now, like, Aul, Breathweaver, and Ander are just, like, absolutely, like, on the edges of their seats, I assume. Just, like, looking into this, like, fight. I'm mid-throw mid of a banana. banana. Aul is, like, hanging over, right? Like, I assume, like, you guys are pretty, like, into this, right? <laughs> like, this is going mm -hmm. on. So. Yeah. This fight is entrancing. Like, you guys are exchanging blows back and forth. His speed, ferocity uh, is giving you a, a run for your money, and his odd movements with the staff are certainly not helping. The fight's definitely entrancing to everyone that's around here. The rest of your party is staring on, like, almost as if in a daze, just watching this guy bounce around. You're, you're hitting him in the side there. Uh, everyone's currently paying attention to the fight. Well. And then, as the three of you are watching from the rafters now, uh, you wonder how someone can move the way that this gentleman does. And you hear one of the patrons yell, oh shit, as soon as Wilhelm lands that crushing blow above uh, on, his, uh, on his skull. And then a moment later, Awul, you feel a crushing blow strike you, followed by a shocking feeling, and you're actually gonna be knocked unconscious. Ugh. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> This was oh my god! I knew right when you <laughs> oh were doing god. that You're two paragraph thing about how we were dazed. So, I was like, Weaver well, no, Andrew, but then uh, you guys kind of oh turn around god. now, and you see about five city guards uh, dressed in full riot gear, holding sparkling staffs at you, screaming, and they're just yelling, "Hands in the air now!" And they're just like yelling at everyone in the uh, everyone inside of this event, and they're um, they're essentially swatting it, like I had uh, foretold or was foretold earlier. Uh, and they actually kind of cuff both you, uh, both both of you two, Ander and Breathweaver. And you see, like everyone in the crowd is kind of like fighting against these these cops that are coming that are coming in. You see, Liquor is kind of like ramming into a couple of them. It's, it's a mad panic now as the crowd is beginning to disperse in a, what sort of seems like a massive panic. Uh, people are tackling each other uh, and making a mad dash towards the entrance. And Wilhelm, as you look up, kind of in, experiencing the panic, uh, you see your friends uh, currently being swatted like streamers. Uh, and in that moment, your opponent uh, happens to 
<laughs> Sweeps your leg. Sweeps <laughs> <laughs> Can, can I yell at Wilhelm as we're being taken away? Get my money back! Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, you, you hear, get your money back, and as you look up towards the panic, Wilhelm, uh, you see your opponent takes this advantage and sweeps your leg, and you're going to fall to the ground, and as you look up, uh, his eyes meet yours, and then his staff meets your face, and you're knocked out cold. Uh, as you're all carried off now into a police wagon, it rides northeast towards the county jail. You happen to see as you're passing by from the barred windows inside of the cart, uh, Ander and Breathweaver can see uh, Elagos is just walking past with Nash down the street, and they head towards uh, they head back towards a lot of parking and uh, they. Well, you... How the tables have turned! <laughs> like Elagos for some reason feels really good about himself, but for some odd reason. And then as you guys head back uh, towards a lot of parking. Uh, you uh, you reach the entrance and you kind of part ways. Nash kind of just tells you, he's like, well, I'm going to head home now. Thanks for uh, helping me out back there. I didn't, we didn't really do much of anything, but it was kind of weird. I wanted to see what was going on there. I really appreciate it. She kind of gives you a fist bump. And uh, you, you did good, Nash. Well, uh, I got I to gotta go bail out some idiots. So, <laughs> so she uh, she's like, thanks. Uh, and then she uh, says, bail out those idiots, all right? And then she kind of heads back towards the orphanage. And then Elagos, as you head back towards the door to the lot of parking, you reach the entrance and try to open it, but it seems like it's locked. And then from behind you, uh, you hear footsteps and an announcement that says, Hey, Elagos, long time no see. Uh, and as you turn around, you see your friend from the jail with his white hair lit in the moonlight. And he says to you, he's like, uh, looks like you may need some help here. I uh, heard some of your friends got uh, arrested in this bar tonight. Yeah, figured that would happen eventually. So he's like, yeah, it happens to everyone here in Ruel. And he's like, if you want, I can uh, bust him out. But first, I think I'm going to cash in that favor. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you'd like to redeem your get-out-of-jail-free card, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Be sure to tell your friends about us, or your enemies, or anyone. Please, anyone. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.